what is um we're going to deal with political Zionism versus Zionism as Christianity understands it and what is happening now in Israel. And the second half, we're going to be actually going over the war and the threat uh, of what uh, is militarily facing uh, uh, Israel. I'd like to say at the get-go that there are two entities involved here in Israel. One is Brother Judah, uh, Torah-believing or maybe just agnostic, you know, just kind of you know, loop de loo going around with his own business, just hoping for the best for himself and his children. Um, or they are the Torah-believing Jews, or they are a Messianic Jews there, or, um, you know, the whole spectrum. They're not Talmudic, Kabbalistic, militant, uh, political Marxist Zionists. Marxist Zionists. The political Marxist Zionists are the other group. Zionism, it merely says we're going to rule. We're going to rule from Jerusalem and everybody else is going to be out of here. How are they going to do that? They knew they could not. They could not do this. They could not rule from Jerusalem and and, and get their message across that everybody else is going to be out of here without explaining to the Christians what they mean. So what did they do? They got a whole theology. And they made it nice and pretty and sweet-sounding. They got a morally compromised individual from Kansas who promulgated a new Bible. He was backed by big, big money. They managed to get this new Bible press, no small matter, Christianity, for the last hundred years To the point now, when Christians view what's happening in Israel, they applaud or they say nothing. They cannot call a spade a spade. They cannot recognize a spade. They are so immersed in agreeing with Zionism, with the chosen people, with uh, Jewish, all things of Israel, all... uh, the whole return is so wrapped in, 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 in miracles. The return, how can a people become a nation in one day going on? So let's explore this, doing away with them meant, uh, first of all, and what the chosen people means. They, they insist that they, uh, i.e. the Talmudic, uh, Kabbalistic Jews are uh, the chosen people. Well, let's see what Colossians has to say. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge of the image of its creator. Here, there is no Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Yeshua is all and is in all. So Yeshua's kingdom is an equal opportunity. At the at the crucifixion, the ta- the 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 curtain was torn from top to bottom. Well, is now our hearts go into the holy place. Give your offering of repentance. Give your offering of celebration. Give your offering. They alone are the chosen people. Let's see what Peter has to say about it. But you talking to this mixed multitude, to this people who were not a people. Yeah, let's see what he says in a minute. 
But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful night. He's not speaking to Jews. He's speaking to the Goyim. You are our chosen people, the people in Yeshua's kingdom who have chosen the one name given to man under heaven by which they may be saved, fallen on their faces. They have repented of their old life. They get up and they pick up a new life. They do not continue in their sin. As, as Paul said, you're being renewed in the knowledge, in the image of its creator. You were not a people, but now you are a people. You had, you had once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Going back to Colossians again. Therefore, as God's holy people, to the Colossians, mixed multitude, holy and dearly beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. You are God's chosen people. So when they try to uh, to seize the claim of we are the chosen people, i.e. we can do no wrong, step aside while we commit genocide. It's a ruse. How are we going to explain that nobody will be here? Hmm, hmm, hmm. How are we going to explain that? I know. Let's give them the pre-trib rapture, Christianity, and let's turn that key to the off button. Christianity has been turned off, stood around producing praise videos and and pre-trib novels about what it's like to be uh, both raptured and what it's like for the poor slobs left behind. Big, big issue. Millionaires were made over books like that. Also, in the Schofield Bible, God deals with mankind differently according to dispensations. Dispensationalism was hardly in the churches before Darby, before Schofield. Under the present dispensations, Christians are under grace, which means the Torah doesn't apply to them, so stay out of it. God has two plans for redemption, one for Christians. They're going to be jettisoned out of here. One is for Jews. They're going to inherit the earth, just like they say. And we're going to come come down every once in a while, kick them around, and tell them how to be good like Christians. And then we're going to go back to heaven. I've heard that. I've heard that preached. I came out of the churches also. Um, God has two plans for redemption, one for Christians, one for Jews. God's Christians should remove themselves from public life. Jews will reign for a thousand years on earth. The result is Christian Zionism, which is indelled into the Christian brains. The people who support Israel, who are who love the Lord, are inculcated with Christian. They don't realize, realize it has blinded them, sitting in a corner, sucking their thumb and just waiting for the rapture. Let's look a little bit into uh, political Zionism and how it got into the church. It's not religious. It's not a religious idea at all. It was promulgated by Satanist Karl Marx, hence Marxism. I've included a map. Look at Marxism taking over the world right now. The only countries it hasn't taken over really are Europe and America. It's in South America, Africa, taken over Southeast Asia. It's coming. Pins left to go. Europe and America. They contain, ooh, what do they contain? They contain the Christians, the dregs of the earth, according to um, political Zionists. They want to get rid of us. Satan wants to get rid of us. 
Satan wants to get rid of all true believers. That means Brother Judah. That means Christians gone Israel. It was Brother Judah. That's Shemini Yetzirah. That's who, that's who perished. Who called up the IDF? Called them off. Told them to sit around. Some say six hours. Some say seven hours. Told the IDF to stand down. Even though many of the troops were in earshot of what was going on. Zionists. It's the people that want to take not over Israel. In fact, I think they want to, uh, they're perfectly re ready to, uh, as I mentioned my last broadcast, I think they're ready to uh, um, abdicate uh, Israel and then just just have Jerusalem and let, and let Brother Judah perish in the state of Israel while they scurry to greater Jer Israel, which is uh, Ukraine, eastern Ukraine. Included a link in the bibliography. The week before October's a, a seven Israelis could come visa-free to America. The synagogue of Satan could get out of Israel free and come to America before all this violence would go down so they would not be hurt. And that is true. That's what Yeshua said. That's what Satan says too. If you're not a, a Kabbalistic, Talmudic, Marxist, political Zionist, you are against us and you will perish. I'm not sure that's wrong. I have to wait and see. I have to wait and see that of that. Nobody's saying that but me, but I have to wait and see. Okay, um, Darby was actually the father of dispensationalism. He was a Satanist, a Freemason, an agent of the Rothschild-owned British East India Company, the latter being the most powerful multinational corporation of its day, and the supplier that turned millions of Chinese into opium addicts. Speculation is impossible since it transcends the power of human conception and could only be dwarfed by any human expression or similitude. It is beyond the range of uh, and ra ra the range and reach of thought. It is the unthinkable, the unspeakable, which is straight theosophism. It is straight New Age. It is straight a straight Satanism. Concept straight from the plains of Shiner. How can you have a living, dwelling, indwelling, renewed spirit? by able savior if he is unthinkable and unspeakable just a vagueness out there an all-powerful vagueness messiah was called teacher uh the new age it's called world teacher uh darby's was called the coming one occult new age the coming one you see these words could apply to either the antichrist or the Messiah, or to anyone. This is the problem when we get Lord instead of Yehovah, uh, the Christ instead of instead of Messiah or uh, Yeshua. Uh, uh, do you know? How, I mean, there have been many Christos. Christos just means, um, I think, leader. Yeshua was the Christ. Occult New Ages, the cult, the Christ. It just means the leader, the head of the or the higher of the hierarchy in flesh, which is future tense. No, he has been here in in the notes. Um, the flesh. We, um, you know, finish our meal. We could be out of here any day. We might not get to take the dishes to the sink. <laughs> I've heard people say this, uh, but it isn't. 
Yeshua said, you know the season. You can tell the seasons uh, in the in the orchard, in the fields, but you can't tell the, the, the seasons of the coming of the Son of Man. But in the end times, you will be able to tell the season. And, and scripture says, uh, he comes as a thief in the night, but check that again. He does not come as a thief in the night to those who walk in the light. Yes, that's from uh, Thessalonians. If you walk in the light, he does not come as a thief in the night. You will not be surprised. You'll know the season, but you will not know the day or the hour. Explains that as the rapture. Uh, He will cause the disappearance of Christians. Do you know why? He's going to kill them all. He's going to cleanse the earth of that vermin because they oppose him and it goes on from there i'll spare you the rest of this zionist congresses congresses in switzerland developing the plan for zionist takeover of palestine well i mean i've read the book uh, by joan peters great book from time immemorial do the jews have a right to be in israel yes they do the ancient israel yes they do but they knew that uh, they must um, they must require they must get Christian approval for this, so they approached Pope Pius. I, I think that their plan included mayhem against the Arab people, but and Pope Pius said, "No, I'm not going to join you on this." So then um, they knew that they had to tamper with our Bible in order to get the not get the Protestants. So and that's just what they did. Uh, such a Bible would have to come from a non-Jew, someone with credentials as a theologian. Thus emerged Cyrus Schofield and his reference Bible. Where did he write the Bible? He says, finish it. I say, write it. Switzerland, the same place as the Zionist Congress, the same place where he got financing to publish it in probably the world's eminent publishing house, Oxford University Press. Who was Cyrus Schofield? Well, he was um, born in Michigan, uh, came to Kansas, married a lady. Um, uh, There was an, an attorney that worked for Boston Big Money, and we'll see who that is. Uh, and through, and they, he realized what a, a kind of a, an arrogant kind of shyster he was. And they thought, boy, here, here's a guy we could use. Uh, so he promoted Schofield, uh, helped him get, you know, try to accomplish a law degree. There's no indication that he ever received a law degree, but he was working toward that and he got him, uh, Ingalls got Schofield elected to the Kansas legislature, where Schofield promptly turned into ju- just his colors. Ingalls had rightly identified his colors uh, to be a swindler. He was um, uh, uh, charges of extortion, fraud, blackmailing, stealing uh, ca- uh, campaign funds, and he had to resign within six months under uh, 
and I don't know if it was then or later that he was actually sent to prison, sent to jail for six months. I think it was later. I think this time he just was kicked out of the legislature, but later on he uh, fraudulently made a a, a deed of title to a building, defrauded his, uh, I believe his sister-in-law, maybe his sister, and went to prison. I'll have to get a book downstairs too. But he uh, he was a swindler. He left. He became an alcoholic. He fled his legal troubles and went to Canada. Um, but he came back. Was picked up. Somehow his pretty he was invited to the East Coast, and he uh, became a presti- a member of the prestigious Lotus Club in New York City which is uh, for journalists, writers, moneyed people only. But he got in there. Pretty soon he was traveling to Europe quite regularly. He was invited into the club as Dr. Schofield. No evidence he received a degree of doctor or even anything. Uh, Not an undergraduate degree, not a... Uh, certainly not a doctorate, uh, by Samuel Untermeyer. Who is Samuel Untermeyer? Samuel Untermeyer is no less than uh, the man who blackmailed Woodrow Wilson into agreeing to allowing the Federal Reserve to take over the financial future of this country, immeasurable wealth of this country. To the hands of Satanists, he sold out. He was threatened with blackmail over an affair he had had uh, while a teacher at Princeton, a professor. He sold out our country for $40,000. He authorized the Federal Reserve. He got us into World War I. And he put a leftist political Zionist, say some, onto the Supreme Court in the form of Brandeis, which the Zionists paralyzed Christianity. This is a percipient witness uh, Topeka Daily Capital newspaper article concerning Cyrus Schofield. Cyrus Schofield, formerly of Kansas, late lawyer, politician, and shyster generally, has come to the surface again and promises once more to gather around himself that halo of notoriety that has made him so prominent in the past. The last personal knowledge that Kansas had of this peer among scallywags was when about four years ago, after a series of forgeries and confidence games, he left the state and a destitute family and took refuge in Canada. For a time, he kept undercover, nothing being heard of him until within the past two years when he turned up in St. Louis where he had a wealthy widowed sister uh, living who was ha- has generally come in uh, to the front and squared up Cyrus's little follies and foibles by paying good round sums of money. Within the past year, however... Cyrus committed a series of St. Louis forgeries that could not be settled so easily and the erotic young gentleman was compelled to linger in the St. Louis jail for a period of six months. The very sudden dropping of the criminal charges without proper adjudication suggests that Schofield's career was in the hands of someone who had 
clout. I could list the a list of his financiers, says one biographer, but they're all dead. Oh, my goodness me. What good would it do to list all of his financiers? Well, I'll list them for you. Samuel Untermeyer, Samuel Gompers, Abraham Strauss, yeah, department stores, Gompers made cigarettes, founded the AFL-CIO a, uh, on kind of the pre-Marxist plan, Bernard Baruch, financier, advised Wilson of the Federal Reserve, Jacob Schiff, banker, international businessman, Fiorello LaGuardia, yep, LaGuardia Airport, mayor of New York City for three terms, uh, supported Roosevelt and the New Deal, which is um, uh, communism, which got all Americans numbered. He was originally, uh, I hate to say a Jewish, he claims Jewish heritage, you know, but it sounds more like it's, you know, the political Zionist arm of Jewishness. It's not Brother Judah. Uh, and he uh, identified as Italian because there are so many Italians in New York City. Um, but he was raised in an observant home, says the Jewish virtual library. All of these were Jews of the synagogue of Satan here trying to mold America into her demise. One of it, of course, the Federal Reserve. And that, if anything, is going to bring us uh, to a screeching halt uh, when they close the banks. Very easy to read. They they just read like, like just feeding you mouthfuls of sugar. The Oxford University Press owned the Schofield Reference Bible from the beginning as indicated by its copyright, and Schofield stated that he received handsome royalties. Promoters succeeded in making Schofield's Bible with its Zionist footnotes a standard for interpreting scripture in Judeo-Christian churches, seminaries, and Bible study groups. Did he give any of that money to his first wife and two children that he left? To have any other versions available to him besides King James? Oh, yes. Uh, the Geneva Bible had been a version of choice for over a hundred years. It was the Bible of the Protestant Re Reformation. It was the first Bible brought to the U.S. colonies as part of the uh, foundational U.S. Um, but King James, a Catholic, did not want the anti-Catholic spirit of the Geneva Bible to be in America. Uh, the Geneva had been more popular for eight, for years. Uh, in 1833, the American Standard Version, considered by Christian scholars to be the most accurate from Hebrew and Greek, was available. But no, he chose the King James Version, 400-year-old language, in order to force people into his notes. And much of it, the word usage, uh, the use of bishop, the work, the the use of, uh, instead of uh, servant, it became minister, uh, that they wanted to elevate the the pre the the professional clergy above the people so all the words possible that could indicate power authority were put into the King James version passages like for example Genesis 6:4 there were giants on the earth in those days and after that the sons of god came into the daughters of men they bare children to them it became mighty men were 
which were of old men of renown. Now, from that passage, you have to go to the Hebrew. You have to go to the Hebrew and realize what the Nephilim are. The root of Nephilim is Nephal, which is to uh, fall down or cast down in the a certain uh, uh, Hebrew language. And it the Nephal uh, voice, it is, um, it, it's a command and it's passive, so it's not those who fell down. It's those who were cast down. They were cast out. Under King James, Christians are totally oblivious to Genesis 6-4. Why? Because they wanted to hide what it actually meant. Why? Because they know that the army of the Antichrist is going to come from underneath the earth and they're going to see these men again. And instead of uh, of Christians saying, oh yeah, you know, David fought you, I'll fight you too. Step up here. In the name of Yeshua, I rebuke you. That Christians are horrified. Horrified, number one, they haven't been raptured. Horrified, number two, because they never heard of this. Open your eyes, please, 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 and please stay the fact that you promise it (laughs) (laughs) i did well if i came back just me and i said okay well steve is not available it's just me that's always the danger (laughs) didn't work out (laughs) they go click (laughs) out of here all right okay let's get down you know time is short we have 25 minutes let's go um the setup was this intentional steven Yes, it was, in my opinion. Okay. So let's give some factual foundation for that conclusion, shall we? Yes. You know, as I've as I've shared with people before, the we have a lot of Israelis that are coming out speaking about um, everything was was staged. And, uh, uh, you know, and and when I say staged. Yeah. Give specifics. uh, Please. We're talking, yeah, we're talking about... I'll put you uh, on the stand. <laughs> yes. So, um, we're talking about um, coded, as it was quoted to me, it's been used as coded language amongst other Mossad agents that people that are, that are very pro-kill-everybody-in-Gaza. Oh, sure. So oh, not, sure. It's not... These are not Mossad agents that are sympathetic towards the Palestinians. No, not Gazans, but they killed their own people. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. So okay. the thing is, is that uh, you know they're they're willing to do that. They're they're willing to do that to kill their own, and and yet at the same time they're telling me that it's a setup. Um, yes, you know, I mean I've for- had I. 
IDF that sent me a, a former IDF uh, commander that sent me the statement that this was all staged. Yes. Uh, you've got Rabbi Mitzrahi out of New York, who was an Israeli rabbi, who said that he talked to people in the, in the intel community, and he said this clearly was a setup. Now, he calls it a lefty setup, uh, and that it was only set up in order to make Netanyahu look bad. Uh, but at the same time, uh, he's saying that you couldn't touch the fence. Uh, he said a mouse couldn't touch the fence, that there wouldn't be 20 Jeeps uh, already right there within within just two minutes. Yes. Right there yes. Uh, on, on the scene. Uh, then you have Israelis that have been coming out on uh, media. Yeah, you're moving. When you move, I can tell when you move away from your microphone. Oh, did I move? Okay. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you know, it's funny though. It is. It did change the pitch in there, but yeah. Okay, we'll try. We'll try like this. So, so at any rate, there. What they're doing is that they're saying that uh, that the, uh, the, the the we have Israelis that are coming out on public, whether it be on radio broadcast, television, etc. They're coming out and they're saying that uh, not only do you have people saying that, that it was a setup, but they're saying that when the Israeli army did show up uh, six to eight hours later after the siege, that they were practicing the Hannibal Doctrine, the Hannibal Doctrine, which is to kill both uh, uh, the terrorists as well as the hostages, if it means that the hostages are going to be taken uh, prisoner, they're to kill all of them. And so they said there were a lot of hard decisions that were being made and that over 100 Israelis that were killed out of the 1,400 were killed actually by Israeli forces. Uh, even some of those that were used in the news were also, like in the case of burned bodies, where the news were showing burned bodies of Israelis laying on the floor uh, and they were saying that Hamas did this. Hamas only entered in with AK-47s, uh, rocket-propelled grenade launchers on some of the weapons, like American-made weapons. Uh, that's all they had. They did not have flamethrowers. They did not have tanks. They did not have uh, bombs, you know, other than the plastic explosives that they were using on the gates to be able to bust the gates open. But even those are minimal. And we were seeing houses totally destroyed as a result. And Israelis were saying it was Israeli tanks that destroyed the houses. Yes. And Israelis had been ordered, uh, as the Israelis said, they had made some very hard decisions, and therefore they killed the hostages with the uh, with the uh, with the terrorists, the Hamas terrorists that were coming in. So everywhere you look, uh, Avi Lipkin made the statement, uh, and Avi Lipkin's wife is Egyptian, uh, and he talked about Egypt. Uh, maybe, and I don't say it to make that a whole lot of significance towards her being Egyptian, but uh, I remember Avi, Avi used to come to our house quite often. Uh, we would we just shared a lot together, and then I heard him do an interview himself, and he says that uh, he says it had to be a setup. He said the Egyptians had warned us several days in advance that it was imminent. Hamas was going to attack. Now, again, he did kind of like uh, Rabbi Mitzrahi. He put the blame on the leftists and said they, they never, never, never went up the ranks to get back to Netanyahu. He said only to make Netanyahu look bad. 
Uh, I disagree. I believe that Netanyahu and Ben Gavir and his whole crazy right wing party Absolutely. there all along. Absolutely. Yes. So it came from on top. It came from on top. And and you had mentioned uh, previously uh, that they took the weapons away from the IDF forces in, in uh, down there near where the break in was, which was the the south, I think. And well, yeah, that's what happened there, Bonnie, was that it was actually they moved the IDF forces completely away from the Gaza border. Uh, and we're talking roughly about, uh, if I remember right, it was about 80 percent of the Gaza fighters were, or the, excuse me, not Gaza, but the uh, Israeli military was moved off the border moved into the territory of the West Bank. And I actually had earlier up uh, somewhere on my computer, I was trying to see if I could find it real quick. Uh, they moved them to the West Bank uh, in light of one particular Israeli uh, settler that was causing disturbances that they were worried about that was going to cause more riots because they had killed one uh, child over there. So they moved... 80% of the forces that are on Gaza's border uh, over into uh, the, the, the West Bank, which is totally absurd to begin with to, to move that many uh, uh, Israeli forces to the West Bank. There again, I mean, this, you know, as my father-in-law used to say, the fish smells from the head. That's exactly right. The fish <laughs> is smelling from the head in this case here. So he was a wise man. <laughs> yes. So, yes. Yes. Right. So the thing is, is this is such a total setup, yeah. and the people have really fell for this, sadly to say, uh, and 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 yet. When they removed, not only did they remove the forces, though, but they also removed, they, 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 they removed the guards that were guarding the neighborhoods like Sederot and many of the other provinces there. They had moved those people out. They had, on top of that, they had taken and they had placed, in, in place of that, they had put in, um, uh, let me get my brain to work right on this here. They had put in the private, uh, uh, private um, security, security. And then they said they didn't have the money for that, so they pulled that out. And then now it was just left up to the residents with their own little firearms. And when I say their own little firearms, because then the Israeli army goes in and they remove all the armories that were meant to protect the civilians in the event of this type of attack. They remove those armories. So, come on. If that's not a setup, what is? You yeah. take, you slowly but surely take away the the, the, the different settlements' abilities to to protect themselves, and then we're supposed to believe that this is not a setup? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that can't be anything but furthest thing from the truth um, that you could ever, ever imagine. And by the way, I don't know how true this is, Bonnie, but uh, uh, there is allegedly, uh, with an F-16 in the air, uh, UFOs being spotted over Tel Aviv right now, or at least was done here a couple of hours ago, uh, or when it was daylight today, disc-shaped objects flying all over Tel Aviv. One of those 
the Nimitz, remember when the Nimitz was releasing their footage of these UFOs, unidentified flying objects that were dish-shaped? Yes. And they were saying they were aliens. Those were not, those were not uh, alien. Those were ours. Mm. And I was told that in a briefing not too long ago, that you're going to see that. And when you do, it's because the U.S. is willing to begin to, discl to disclose some of the technology that we've been using. So that was one of the things that I was told that was actually going to be made public. Um, and let me just see if I can find that. Uh, uh, I think that's under disclosure. Yeah, I did make it public over on my channel called Stephen Benun on YouTube, just the spelling of my last name, B-E-N-N-U-N. And it's called Disclosing the Coming Technology. And this is where I talk about that they're going that you're going to see in the battlefield, you're going to see UFO technology. And by the way, the ones that are disc-shaped, and, and I don't know if the image that they're showing that I'm seeing coming out right now, I saw this actually on Twitter. I don't know uh, if, if this is the ones that I've been told about, but I will tell you this, the ones that I was told about um, are controlled by the mind. Okay, by, sorry about that. Controlled by the mind. These are aircraft that they can go so rapidly. You know, they when they show alien spacecraft moving super fast, super hard turns, they always say, well, human beings could never survive the G-forces of that type of craft. Yes, they can. Because what happens in that type of a craft, um, they don't, they, they, they remove the gravitational force that is in the craft uh, to begin with. And then, then what happens, uh, that aircraft then is also, besides removing the gravitational force, they also take and they're able to fly it by the use of the mind. You cannot fly those types of craft using um, uh, just hand to control operation coordination like you would a plane uh, or anything like that. Uh, this is the ones that actually have the crystals inside of them. The pilot grabs a hold of the crystal and then it's like a black goose substance comes upon them. And then uh, then they're able to control it by thought because you have to be able it has to be able to respond by thought, not by not by hand to hand coordination. And I was told clearly this is where you're going to see this happen is going to be in this war that Israel is going through right now. And then suddenly now they're showing uh, about, oh, about uh, 10 or so of those craft uh, with an F-16 flying by them. And these craft are as big as the F-16. So hmm. that would, and that would be about right from what I've heard about uh, on this already. So crazy, okay. right, Bonnie? Right, crazy, yes, crazy, crazy technology. We've certainly, you know, the um, fallen angels have always been peddlers of technology ever since the beginning and they just had to wait until now when man has the technology you know i also heard or read uh, that um I'll, I'll give you a new monkey wrench into this right yeah one young woman who works intelligence of satellites who works directly with the generals uh -huh. now she remained in israel when all everything happened on october the 7th i have wondered 
myself. And of course, Netanyahu's son is in Miami during this time as well. Could it be, could it be that those in the know, because there could be a slight risk of them being injured, hurt, or something like that as a result of what's going to happen, move their family members out of harm's way? Yeah, this happened in September 26. In consultation with the Department of State, designated Israel into the U.S. visa waiver program, which was allows eligible travelers to apply online <clears throat> for authorization to travel to the U.S. Uh, through this uh, visa waiver program. Uh, w w tourism uh, up to 90 days without first obtaining a visa. So, uh, and they say it's for a limited time. I wonder if it was to allow uh, the families of... Uh, well, that that kind of it, the families of those in the know what's going to be happening there after September twenty six. I mean, that's only a week before October seven, or you know, ten days. They knew. There, yes. And they could get their families out. This is like um, all the Hasidic Jews in the in uh, Brooklyn. Uh, were bust to the Poconos before 9-11. Exactly. And then also when there was uh, concern of a dirty bomb going off in New York, next thing we know, we have all the Israelis being sent up for a holiday a little bit early. Yes. You know? Yep. Uh, now, of course, nothing happened, but but there comes the big butt question. Yep. You know? How'd they know? Yeah. And that, now that you say that, boy, you got me wanting to know how many more knew that something was coming. Yeah. Uh, you know, how many Israelis knew uh, or, or just maybe, they, you know, even if we say they didn't know, but they still, they left before October the 7th because they knew something was amiss. Absolutely. Those who do it, who orchestrate it, will always get out. Before it happens. Yeah. And, I, you know, it's interesting because that's what makes me wonder about this whole debacle yeah. to begin with. Yeah. And yeah, it's an, an attempt to kill true believing brother Judah, who is just as evil to them as as true believing Christians. Right. Because they, they definitely don't want anybody to disseminate something that could be true. Yeah. Right. You know? or, or or read the Bible and find salvation. Realize, the, they could even read the Old Testament and realize that Yeshua is Jehovah. They could read the last 26 chapters of Isaiah. You know, it's like heaven forbid that uh, somebody might uh, be a Karite. You know? That's right. Uh, you know, that just believes in, uh -huh. in, in the Tanakh. They're not interested That's in right. uh, Talmud, Talmudism. That's right. And That's why. Because they they want Talmudism is what they want, Bonnie. Yes, and I they think do. that goes to the... Yes, they do. To, they don't to, want Brother Judah, our Brother no. Judah, a, a true believing Torah observant who would uh, accept Yeshua if shown. You can imagine. I mean, I, I, I watch Netanyahu just sling out prophecies and biblical uh, thoughts, you know, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. I mean, that's his justification for killing Palestinians right now. Yeah, they're Amalek. We're going to eradicate Amalek out of there. And God knows, as as it was stated by, uh, 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 what is it, um, what's her name? Sharit, I believe is her, is her name. Uh, the former uh, justice minister of Israel, 
uh, Aliat uh, Sheikh, that's it, Aliat Sheikh, she stated on her Facebook page, kill all the mothers of the terrorists because they only have snakes for babies. That is pure Talmud, Kabbalistic Talmudism. Every it, once in a while, yeah. they show their serpent soul, Jewish oh, lives. Oh, you know one thing, Bonnie, I'll, I'll share with you as well. This is something I was thinking about earlier today. Yeah. I've wondered why they're bombing these hospitals left and right. And then it kind of dawned on me. If you bomb all the hospitals and make it impossible for them to be able, to, uh, for the Palestinians to be able to help those that are in the hospitals, yeah. Then they will then open up a makeshift hospital in the Sinai. Mm. That's how they begin to get the Palestinians out of the Gaza Strip. And I don't know how true the documents are that they've leaked out. I have read them. They do say what people are claiming they say. The Israelis are, if these are genuine documents, they are claiming that uh, indeed they want to drive the Palestinians out into the northern Sinai. Is it because of the gas and oil that lies offshore off Gaza? I, well, I don't think that would be as much because Israel could really care less about the rights of Palestinians in the first place. After all, they consider them animals. And mm -hmm. so if you consider them animals or subhuman, they, I mean, let's face it, Bonnie, the last 16 years, these people have been basically living in a prison. Yeah. And, and I know that, you know, I mean, so many Christians today, especially the Zionists, they get upset because they say, oh, you're just siding, you're going against Israel, you're siding, siding with these yeah. Palestinians, and they're just murderers, and all they want to do is wipe out Israel. Yeah. And yeah. Okay. You know, I got to do one day a video about this, or maybe we should do it together here as well, Bonnie. We need to go back before Israel became a nation and look at the 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 in, inner living dwelling Arabs and Jews had together so much better. Like in yes. the little town called Sederot today. It wasn't yeah. called Sederot originally. I think it was Nahal, Nahala or something like that is what it was called initially. But when the British were rounding up Jewish uh, fighters that were fixing to fight for an independence and stuff and arresting them, the British were, these Palestinians hid those Jews in their homes, and cetera, out there. Yes. They hid them because they cared for them and they didn't want any evil to befall them. And then, so the British didn't have any idea that they were there. Then a year later, the same people they hid come in there and kill them and, and drove them out of their, their little village there. And that's why they ended up in what we call the Gaza Strip today. That's how many of the people that live in Gaza today ended up. They were living in little enclaves and stuff, little settlements throughout that area. And initially, I go back like Gershon Solomon, his family uh, were from the 1800s migrated to Israel. And he always talked to me about how they got along with the with the uh, with the Arabic population. Yeah, it didn't have these problems. No, it's only when um, the, um, you know. I don't know. I don't know what to call them. You know, this is synagogue of Satan. I'm not going to call them Jews. It's the Satanists got yeah, in charge. Exactly. And they wanted to start building up. The, they want to start preparing for the final beast empire that all this happened. Yeah, uh, Right now, you know, over there, the tensions are really high. Algeria has now voted war powers 
to go to war, Algeria, that's northern Africa, to go to war against Israel. Um, uh, Nasrallah, the head of Hezbollah, uh, which is linked with Iran, uh, is supposed to give an important speech tomorrow at 3 o'clock, but there is a lot of chatter on here that that's a ruse and they're going to start war before then. Um, right now, today, there were VIP jets from D.C. to Cheyenne Mountain bunkers. It appears as though much of our government is going underground. Then I knew uh, a particular scientist out of that country there that also confirmed the same. And today, this morning, very early, 4.30 a.m., over the continental U.S., there were hundreds, it looks like hundreds, probably then scores of military planes in the air. By the name of Yasmin, Y-A-S-M-I-N, Porat. P-O-R-A-T. She reveals about Israel's involvement, how that also the the Hamas did not treat them ill. Ill. They were no, not treated very unmainly. Good. Yep. But she also, she's the one that brings out on Israeli radio there that they were, that Israeli fighters were killing hostages. So very weird how all this happens. Yes. And that, and that was also printed out in Harar's too, by the way. Yes. Um, uh, let me see. There was an, an article in Israel today. Um, what did that article say? It was something. It was something like, "Okay, this this show is uh, going on the road here." Uh, goodness. Well, I'll think of it and I'll put it in here. Maybe. In the meantime, thank you, Stephen. Uh, thank you so much, and thank you everyone for joining us. And. Um, we shall see you next week, if we have next week. Every every show we put on, I wonder if there'll be another show. Boy, isn't that the truth, Bonnie? Isn't that the so, truth, brother? So, so true. Mm. Prepare everybody spiritually, most important. Okay. Let's